Hello and welcome to a very special edition of Togetherness Reviewed. This podcast was not written by two essayists, but this time many members of Nerdfighteria who have come together to give you their review of the Project for Awesome. Before we begin, I would just like to thank everyone who came together to write an essay for this podcast episode. I gave you a very last minute prompt and asked you to come up with something and you did better than I ever could have expected. And without further ado, I'm excited to introduce you to our first essayist. Our first essay is written by Ross Ward and read by Kimmy Reinhardt. In his essay, Ross discusses the importance of Nerdfighteria in his life, the moments it has had that has changed him forever, and the importance of the community and how Project for Awesome reminds him of that every year. time online, as parts of various groups, fandoms, and communities, none have come together like Nerdfighteria. None have given me such a sense of community and family and love. Being a Nerdfighter can be a full-time job for some. Hi to Kimmy, who has organized this entire project, and I have been doing my best to embody this value of this community for over a decade. Nerdfighteria has changed my life in so many ways. It's how I met my girlfriend of nearly five years, it's how I've met several of my closest friends, and more than a few personal heroes. I'm writing this on the eve of the 15th annual Project for Awesome. If you're listening to this, I'm sure you know what it is. In fact, you might even be shaking your fists in the air right now as you remind me that Project for Awesome has already started, and has in fact raised several thousand dollars. You'd be right that the event lasts beyond the main 48-hour period, But when I think of the Project for Awesome, I think of the beautiful, chaotic livestream. I watch the livestream every year and never get through it without going misty-eyed. And that's a pretty conservative estimate of tears shed. I know that some of my best friends and biggest inspirations are united in a common goal of decreasing world suck. And that is just about the most beautiful thing I can think of. Whether you donate your money, your own perks, or your time, thank you for being part of this event and this community and this endeavor to bring light and hope and kindness to some of the people who need it most. I give the project for awesome five stars. Our next essay is from Mags, where they tell us about their experience having participated in the last 10 Project for Awesomes, the importance of the variety of commitment that is available for donors and members of the community, and the overall feeling that Nerdfighteria gives them. The 2012 Project for Awesome was the first charity drive that drew me in, that made me feel invested from the beginning in its success. The organization of it was novel to me, not knowing at the start who would get the money, Instead, deciding at the end, based on videos that were submitted by regular people who just cared about something. It was so special to see that kind of enthusiasm, that fountain of energy and joy, all directed at making the world suck a little less. As a new nerdfighter back in high school, when so much of my anxiety revolved around identity and social cohesion, I was curious about the P4A. My first thoughts about it were along the lines of, this is something nerdfighters do, 
I want to be like them, so I will do this. I'm a lurker by nature. I take my cue from what others are doing before I contribute. I choose support roles instead of pioneering ones. I ride the wave, not worrying about what started it or where it goes, but just seeing what is. Back then, I'd never made a video of myself. I didn't even have a charity in mind to make a video for. But I could refresh the campaign page, watch the number go up, see the featured charity videos, buy the digital download bundle. That's another nice thing. There are so many ways to participate and levels of commitment. It really is accessible to anyone. There's contributing money, obviously. It is a charity fundraiser. But there's also the aforementioned videos making memes from the live stream, crafting the perks that bring people in, keeping up the hype and filling people in on the jokes they missed when they went to eat dinner or to go do a lap. It's a format that has continued to fit me even as I grow into a different person. It's been a treasured companion and a source of amazement. 10 p Ferrays later, I still plan to get the digital download bundle and refresh the page to watch the numbers go up. But I can feel myself itching to do more, contributing to the Nerdfighter art perk, spending more time in the whirlwind flurry that is the live stream, being a more active participant, decreasing suck, having fun, putting more of myself into it, and getting more out in return. I can't wait to see what we do this weekend. I give the Project for Awesome five stars. Our next essay is written by Katie and tells their journey through a hard time and how the Project for Awesome helped them through that moment, no matter how hard it was. December 2016 was a very challenging time for me. I was struggling through A-level physics, navigating the highs and lows of being newly 18, and at the time, worst of all, had my interview for the university course of my dreams. The weekend of my interview happened to coincide with the Project for Awesome, and it was a very welcome relief from the self-imposed pressure that was close to smothering me in my sleep. As my mum drove me through the winding Oxford countryside, I was accompanied on my phone by Rosiana drawing self-care bunnies and preparing for kitty time. The warmth within that community carried me forward with the confidence to face the weekend. After induction and being showed to my room, I threw myself back on the lumpy bed, took a deep breath and stared up at the ceiling. How was I here? Without any idea of what the weekend may bring, whether my dreams would be made or dashed, I was at least certain of one thing. This Nerdfighter community would always be there, so I was already a part of something good. That afternoon, I studied hard, mingled with the other hopefuls at dinner, and began to settle my nerves. All the while, checking the Indiegogo for updates, observing as we clawed our way ever closer to crossing $2 million for the first time. 
My first interview went all right. Not the best, but I didn't let myself become disheartened. The second one was abysmal. Everything that could go wrong did. And I felt myself falling downwards, unsure if or where I would finally land. When I made it back to my room, mascara tears staining my face, I didn't know who to talk to. I had a friend somewhere in the city also up for interview, but I couldn't disturb her and ruin her chances. My parents would surely be receptive, but I didn't want to let them down just yet. Instead, I opened up the P4A live stream and found solace within a space that always felt safe. A space about caring about things. A space where the fact I was upset about how it went meant that it was important to me, and that was good. I was greeted by the laughing faces of Mamrie Hart and Grace Helbig, trying valiantly to say the same singular word at the same time. Three, two, one, failure. Three, two, one, same outcome again. Three, two, one, they kept trying and trying and trying and eventually, three, two, one, candle. Joyous screams as they finally did it. The determination to keep going, that was what I needed. And that was what I found. In my memory, it was only minutes later that we then crossed that wondrous $2 million milestone. The chat exploded and I felt warm and comforted and was crying for a much better reason. About a month later, I received an email saying that I had not been offered a place. A few hours after that, I received a gift from the digital download bundle, so the day wasn't all bad. Five years on, I graduate this summer with a different degree from a different university, but some things stay the same, and that is the values I learned from the Project for Awesome. That together, a few people can make incredible change, and that being a part of that is the most glorious thing. I give the Project for Awesome five stars. Our next essay is written by Matt Pelka and tells the story of his first time ever being featured as a Project for Awesome video and the importance of the Nerdvitaria community within the Project for Awesome. Picture this. You're on a community college campus inside of a computer lab in the middle of a wintry December and awaiting your last final exam. It's snowy and beautiful outside, yet you cannot turn your eyes away from the human kind of beauty. A 48-hour collaborative charity livestream hosted by people you admire and an entire community coming together to make the world better. This was me in December of 2013. Eventually, I had to turn away to take my exam. Little did I know, in the time it took me to finish, the return to the live stream would become a powerful before and after life moment for me. My Project for Awesome charity video got featured and nestled itself right before a friendly, competitive arcade game of Arrow Fighters on the live stream. What I created got strangers and heroes of mine to smile. And I missed it. Sort of. My friends and many penny worth comments told me about it. 
The pause and the wave of community appreciation and generosity that followed my absence struck me. If I could do that myself with the value that I create and what I'm connected to, imagine what we could all do together. So I hopped on the Project for Awesome train and never got off. I'm still on it because the process is weird, fun, interesting, and meaningful. The possibility and diversity of my generosity and my commitment to community continued to deepen. It increased my scope for possible ways to create generous change. Countless unforgettable moments followed in every Project for Awesome forward. I could speak for days on what I've enjoyed, learned from, seen, and collaboratively contributed to over the years. A digital perk of hundreds of Nerdfighter stories from around the world. Watching Project for Awesome videos via the live stream or with groups of friends online. Fundraising within the event with friends as a gift to someone else with us. Inside jokes and friendships that have cultivated trips and projects that have lasted since my first Project for Awesome in 2012. Livestream chat text traditions, goofy outfits and games and sing-alongs, ridiculous and funny donation contests, and meaningful 2am conversations about the importance of education and serving worthy change in the world. Everything from goofy to sincere, all for charity. The list of moments, some caused by me, and most nearly nothing to do with me, is immense. I cannot remember it all, and of course, I've missed things. As much as I can TLDR capture what happens, no one can capture it all. It's the very fact that everyone contributes in varying degrees with the resources and attention they have, and they still miss things that happen, that makes the actual Project for Awesome. In the 2021 Project for Awesome, the perk that raised the second most amount of money was a donation with no perk chosen. Everyone contributes to it how they can. Better is more possible together. Generosity, connection, and curiosity makes all this happen. The Project for Awesome showcases how collaboration scales well, like a humongous celebratory work of art weaved together by everyone that adds to it. It makes me think on how attention is a precious gift and that there's no secret. It's just everyone working hard and having fun together, wanting to be part of a story in a large or small way, whether that's voting for a video, or in my case, making people I admire smile for a few seconds from something that I created. P4A still fuels me. I wish I found it earlier, and I'm forever grateful for how and when I came across it. Here's to capturing and remembering the stories we choose to live and the changes we seek to make together. I give TLDR capturing the project for awesome, five stars. Our next essay is by Owen Gemmer, where they talk about the importance of dinosaurs and Smarter Every Day's Dustin's segment of the project for awesome. I think alligators are awesome. Now, this is in part because I grew up in Southwest Florida, close to Everglades National Park, where alligators could be seen not only out in the swamp, but also in canals and retention ponds all throughout the suburban sprawl of my hometown. But the real reason alligators are my favorite animal 
is because whenever I see one, I think to myself, nah, that's not real. That's definitely just a dinosaur. And this is true in many ways. The word dinosaur comes from the Greek words danos, meaning terrible, and soros, meaning lizard. Danos, sore, terrible lizard. I challenge you to stand five feet from an alligator on a Florida golf course and not think, that's a terrifying lizard. It's also true more literally. The gators we have here in the Anthropocene are extremely similar to other crocodilians that became widespread during the Cretaceous period. Some of them were even around before the dinosaurs most of us know and love from our childhood. So when I see an alligator, it unleashes in me the exact same childlike glee that so many of us have when thinking about dinosaurs. Their very existence is a visceral reminder of both how old these creatures are compared to humans and of how terrifyingly powerful they are. And that is, well, awesome. But I know that the scale at which alligators and dinosaurs feel old is but a blip when looking at the stars. In the same way so many of us as children want to travel back to the past to see dinosaurs, so many of us as children in the future want to be astronauts and explore the stars. How could anyone, when gazing up at a clear night sky, not wonder what it would be like up there away from the problems of our earthly life? It's no wonder there's so much science fiction about space exploration. Who hasn't wanted to float among the stars or walk upon the moon? Space inspires awe in all of us. And so what could be more awesome for the child within us all than to imagine dinosaurs walking on the moon? Even the mere prospect fills me with giddy delight. But my joy is dwarfed by that of the director of the dinosaur space program, Destin Sandlin. You see, every year during the Project for Awesome, Destin from Smart Every Day manages to do one of the most awesome things I get to experience year after year. Fly dinos to the moon and raise a ton of money for charity in the process. Here's what happens. He over-engineers a system to attach magnetic dinosaurs to a bicycle chain that spins around a wall past glowing moons and other planets. People can donate to the Project for Awesome and have a dino knot named after them. What sounds simple and silly becomes a two-hour joy ride through space with Destin and his crew jumping and squealing with excitement as donations come flooding in and dino knots go flying around the moon. Every year he ups his game, every year he raises more money than the last, and every year he proves that combining dinosaurs and space exploration and donating to charity is truly a project that leads to awesome. I give the Dinosaur Space Program one trip to the moon. The next essay is by Ragan Sori and is about independence, growing up, and how people can come together to do amazing things. From a very young age, we are taught different skills to make us more independent. Learning in the first and most formative years of human life are not focused on teaching us math or science. The markers and milestones of development are measured by our self-sufficiency. We are taught how to walk, bathe, and dress ourselves, to make choices, clean our room, and to communicate our ideas. As we get older, we learn to read and write, to make meals for ourselves, to drive, to move out of our family homes, to work and pay bills. 
So much of growing up is learning how to do life by ourselves. And most of the time, the world that surrounds us wants us to believe that that is how we have to live. That not only can we do everything ourselves, but that we also must. This philosophy either leaves us feeling powerful or completely powerless. Like either nothing we do will ever change things, or that if we don't do something, nothing will change. But the truth is, humans are really amazing and are capable of genuinely incredible things. Yet even the greatest individual accomplishments are the results of a larger group. The fact is, we are better together. One person can't solve the world's problems. But if enough of us come together, work really hard, and have a bit of luck, we certainly can improve upon the suckiness we see around us. The Project for Awesome sets its foundation on this truth. It displays the power of like-minded people pouring time and resources into something. While the live stream is only 48 hours long, a team of people work year-round to not only make Project for Awesome possible, but also to raise matching funds and to make sure that all the money that is raised is distributed in the way it is promised. Many of us begin to feel the pangs of excitement as the month of the project begins. The chatter of what perks might be available, of what guests might appear, and of fond memories of projects past begin online amongst nerdfighters. But it isn't really the perks or the guests at the core of what brings people eagerly back every year. That would be the feeling of togetherness, of community. For 48 hours each year, we watch together, we give together, and we work towards change together. We could choose to despair or to play the hero, but instead, we choose to empower and amplify the voices and agency of each individual by doing it together. I give the project for awesome five stars. Our next essay is written by Austin. There's a sort of childish charm to Project for Awesome. I mean, just listen to the name, Project for Awesome. Raising money for the foundation to decrease world suck. The words alone let me smile. It's this kind of vernacular that I don't get to use often enough. The language of bliss is so often an impoverished one, and now more than ever it feels like moments of bliss are as well. But from Sharpie face to champagne poppers, to surprise perks, and late night community jam sessions, I have always found the language of nerfiteria reminiscent of the ruby-throated lullabies of my past, of my childhood. This idyllic reprieve from life every year during the Project for Awesome, I'm reminded of this community, of what it stands for. It reminds me of blades of grass, finding forgiveness in the weeds, of staring at ceilings, in awe of our popcorn constellations, of that small, soft place for the genuine, where you can feel attached to the world. Earlier this week, I was wondering why the P4A was 48 hours, and I have no idea why that's the case. Back when this started in 2007, I was 12, oblivious, but I like to imagine that they went with 48 hours instead of 24, because both John and Hank, or Hank and John, wanted to show a full level of commitment to the community, to what it stands for, that each of them wanted to devote a day, showing the world what it means to be awesome. The first project for awesome I can remember was in 2018. Five months into my first real job out of college, I found myself hospitalized for over a week and ended up taking a temporary leave from my work. I was a pretty passive nerdfighter at the time, only stumbling upon the book Turtles All the Way Down, and then finding myself falling down the rabbit hole that is content produced by John and Hank Green. But I was oblivious to what P4A was, and at the time, back at home, sick, 
I was miserable. I felt consigned to the cracks of life. It felt like the sea of my subconscious was suffocating me. It had been January for months in both directions. And then the project for Awesome started. Like a little bit of light on the horizon. Given my condition, I didn't really participate and I wasn't able to donate. But I watched. I paid attention. It's so easy to get caught up in the numbers of life. How much money you make. How much sleep you get. How many calories did you eat. And because of this, we often forget what it means to be a good person. To be human. Your goodness isn't defined by how much you donate. It's not defined by how productive you are or how much money you make. At least to me, it just means caring. Whether that's by donating or watching, creating or consuming. It's been four years since that day, since my first project for Awesome. And thankfully, I'm much better, much healthier. I was able to return to that job a few months later and find fulfillment. And every year since, I push myself more and more to give more and more. Mostly because I'm aware that I have the privilege to be able to. And I know that the project for Awesome will always be one of those moments, at least for me. The kind of moment you can look back to, using it for strength fighting against the entropy of your entity, to remind myself that I show so much loyalty in my mind to tragedies, and I seemingly remain oblivious to victories, and the kind of moment I can look forward to, the kind of moment that's a reminder, that despite the fact we all too often leave scars on our souls, that there's a beauty in the human tendency to be hurt and survive. And I know this can't be said for the world in general, but I know my world sucks a lot less now than it did in 2018. So as these waves of fear come year after year after year, I'm forever grateful that you all are here. Our next essay is by Celicia, where she describes community and its relation to Project for Awesome. Merriam-Webster's Dictionary defines community as a unified body of individuals. Scroll down a little further and you will see the specification of it being a unified body of individuals. A body of persons or nations having a common history or common social, economic, or political interest. Within Nerdfighteria, we have a lot in common. Through our history of watching Vlogbrothers videos together, in various projects throughout the years. For me and my time within Nerdpatria, nothing quite encapsulates the mere idea of community more than Project for Awesome. In a short time period, we all come together as individuals to create a strong community to demonstrate the power we have when we are unified as one. The causes we can support and the joy that we have coming together as we watch the stream. It is community. It is strong. And this community can move mountains. Margaret Wheatley once said, There is no power or change greater than a community discovering what it cares about. Nerdfighters admittedly care about a lot. Nerdfighteria is a community that cares about changing the world, about making a difference, and about supporting those who need help. From years and years of supporting partners in health to improve maternal care in Sierra Leone to various community-chosen charities and programs, Nerdfighters have proven time and time again what can be done when we are unified as a community. What makes P4A such a remarkable time really isn't the 48-hour livestream, nor all the cool creators that are on the livestream, nor the really cool perks created by, once again, our community of nerdfighters, but how we come together to make 
change in how we support those who we care about, causes we care about, so that we can make the world a better place and decrease the suckiness that is the world. It's not about any one aspect, but every individual single thing coming together as a community. It's the community that makes Project for Awesome so awesome. I rate the community for Project for Awesome five stars. This essay was written by me, Kimmy Reinhardt, and it discusses my experience growing within Nerdfighteria, making friends, and finding out how I want to make a difference in the world and change things one day at a time. nearly as much of the streams as I do now. The moments I did watch made me want to make a change in the world. This strong feeling that I too could create something that could impact even one person in a positive way. I didn't act on that feeling for a very long time. I kept watching more and more of the stream every year, looking at the perks, not buying any but hoping that one day I could. And as my participation in the stream itself grew, and the chats around it, so did my want to be positively impacting someone. It wasn't until 2019 that I made the choice to take action and make a difference within the community. I decided that during the next year, I would make myself become more active within Nerdfighteria, that I would connect more with the people online, become less of a lurker and more of an active member. Now, did this choice come from a moment of struggle after losing some people who were closest to me and losing part of myself from the way those people had treated me? Yes. But even if it came from a place of fear, I'm glad it happened. However, I never could have expected it would become what it has. 
somehow during 2020 and I suppose 2021 and well maybe now I found myself becoming more active well known and more aware of the way that neurodiffitaria made me feel alive so I leaned into it creating a TikTok to make Hayden give away copies of his book for free a pizza miss shirt a YouTube video celebrating the end of 2020 I made friendships and I made memories and many more connections and projects, one of which is the podcast you are listening to now. I don't know if the things I've made have impacted somebody or if it was a series of things I do in hope of one day inspiring and impacting someone. I like to think out I like to think that out there somewhere there is somebody who needed something I did on a day where they were struggling. And they felt the same feeling of want to make a difference as I did when I watched the Pete Bray. But whether or not I did does not matter because I will keep going and working to impact anyone who will let me and hopefully inspire them to make a difference in the world as well. The Project for Awesome has become my reminder for why I'm doing the things I do, despite how much world suck there is. Because one person can make a difference, every dollar raised is worth something. Every member of the community is important during the Pete Bray, whether they are watching the stream, donating, hyping others up in chat, or reminding us to take water breaks. Everyone has an impact, and Project for Awesome reminds us of that, and that we can have an impact every day of our lives, because any decrease in the world suck is better than nothing. I give Project for Awesome five stars. This essay is written by Alec Mullins and is written in memory of Paul Farmer who passed away this week and his impact that he had within Project for Awesome. If you're here, I probably don't need to explain why the Project for Awesome is so important. Whether this is your first rodeo or you're a 15-year veteran, you likely know why this is a landmark event in the world of Nerdfighteria. But you might not know why the 2022 edition is, in my opinion anyway, the most important one yet. On Monday, February 21st, the world lost a brilliant man. His name was Paul Farmer. A doctor of 40 years, Farmer was in many ways the global face of social medicine. He strongly believed in the idea that all communities, not just wealthy ones, should have access to strong healthcare systems. On top of his transformative work during the AIDS crisis in Haiti, he was also the co-founder of Partners in Health who along with Save the Children are the absolute bedrock of this event. While the money raised during this time doesn't all go to these charities, they perfectly encapsulate what we're trying to achieve as a community. Each dollar contributed to them or any of the other fan-voted charities will be used to improve the quality of life for people who may not have many other options. After learning of Dr. Farmer's passing, I fell back into Tracy Kidder's book, Mountains Beyond Mountains a novel which details much of Farmer's fight to rid Haiti, Peru, and Russia from the strain of tuberculosis, a disease which he believed could be tempered with community-based healthcare, and that by all measurable calculations, he was right about. While researching just how widespread Dr. Farmer's reach had been in the medical community, I started to think about the concept of legacy and what it means to leave an impact after you're gone. To me, it seems likely that future media will reduce Dr. Farmer's legacy down to just the tangible things he achieved. The delivery of antiviral medications in Haiti, the construction of the Maternal Center of Excellence at Coidu Government Hospital in Sierra Leone, and the writing of his many books. But that's not all he accomplished, is it? On top of life as a father and a husband, he also established pathways for more people like us 
like the thousands of nerdfighters who have rallied under the P4A banner before, to become involved in the state of ethical, conscionable healthcare in the places that need it most. That concept is what fuels me this year. The idea that my actions can inspire people who have been written off as hopeless, and help those who would never describe themselves as helpless. In the memory of Dr. Paul Farmer, I preemptively give the 2022 Project for Awesome five stars. This review was written by Margaret Last Comment, and it discusses the late night hours of Project for Awesome. A few hours ago, relative to the time I'm writing this, which is itself about 12 hours before the Project for Awesome starts, some nerdfighters and I were discussing our favorite times from past P4A livestreams. The P4A is a magical 48 hours, where we do ridiculous things to raise money for charity. Many of the favorite times we discussed in this conversation were linked with who hosts the stream at those hours. Some people said that they love when John uses his party poppers. Others talked about Destin's dinosaur space program and sending a dinonaut to Mars. And these are all great times. I love the whole P4A livestream. But some of my favorite hours of the P4A are the late night hours. The times when the chat is quieter and occupied by people with sleep schedules as messed up as mine. The late night vibes of the P4A are a pile of contradictions, and I love them for it. We're all tired. We're all excited. We're quiet. But we're also loud. Even without the P4A, the late night hours are some of my favorites. They've always been the hours when I feel like I'm most able to be myself, and when I'm least worried about what the world thinks of me. In terms of the social, English-speaking internet, these hours are also a liminal time and space, between when most Americans go to sleep and Europeans wake up, where not every social norm applies. Late night P4A occupies this space. It feels like it's made of a group of similar people, all coming together in our tired states, and just enjoying ourselves, without worrying about if we're being too weird. Instead, we're embracing the weirdest hours of this weird, wonderful thing we do to increase the world's levels of awesome. In the late night hours of the P4A, we get things like the creation of the Beanie Sandfurbs coasters. We get post-Sharpie Face Hank dancing as we reach the $2 million milestone, and then drinking spicy beans. We get Patrick Rothfuss joking about being other famous people. We get brilliant Spotify playlists. Being responsible with your sleep schedule is important, but if you're able to, I suggest checking out some of the late night times of the P4A. I'll be there, excited to see what this year's late night hours give us. And I give liminal late night hours of the P4A five stars. And for our final essay, we have Mayan, who wrote about nerdfighter art, a common perk throughout Project for Awesome History. Nerdfighter Art, a togetherness-reviewed essay. This week will be my 12th project for awesome. Writing that feels weird. <laughs> 11 years is a long time, almost half a lifetime. And the P4A is one of the few things that 24-year-old me and 13-year-old me have in common. I've taken part over the years in pretty much every aspect of the project for awesome. I watched the stream every year, voted for videos, and even made one myself about a charity I supported. I remember fondly trying to place the P4A graphic in the right place in the video to use as a thumbnail, commenting on videos and counting my impact in pennies. My favorite thing about it, though, is nerdfighter art. Nerdfighter art, if you're not familiar, 
is a perk suggested every year for the Project for Awesome, where participants from around the world donate their creations. Those pieces then get sent to the DFTBA warehouse in Missoula, where they are rerouted to hundreds around the world who donate $45 to get a random piece of art made by someone in the community. In 2014, I was an awkward high school senior, and it felt like it was time to kick my involvement in a community up a notch. So I handmade comic book themed notebook covers and donated them to the project for awesome. I remember watching the stream that year and feeling really proud. I couldn't afford to donate to the campaign itself, but was still able to make an impact of a few hundred dollars to the cause. I wanted to do it again every year since, but never found the time. The Project for Awesome was with me through my first year of university, I had it on in the background when I was doing my national service, I watched and was finally able to donate a little the year I got my first job, but all those things made me extremely busy. Too busy to make something, not to mention five or more things in the span of a few weeks. So I never did. Until this year. The pandemic took a lot of things from me, but it gave me back my love of knitting. The feeling of creating something useful where it didn't exist a few hours before brought me a lot of joy over the past two years at home. Last year, I even made a knit Beanie Samferbs to keep my hands busy while watching the stream. So when I got the email asking for Nerdfighter art entries, I knew it was my time to get involved again. There are so many reasons why I love making Nerdfighter art. I know hundreds of dollars are donated because of my efforts, and I get to feel proud knowing that my art, which I don't make professionally, gets to live in countries and cities I've never even visited before, where it makes people I've never met really happy. But if I'm being selfish, making Nerdfighter art means I get to celebrate the project for awesome weeks before it takes place. I spread that joy it brings me over weeks of creation rather than a few days, and I think we can all use as much joy as we can get our hands on these days. I'm incredibly grateful to everyone who takes part in the Project for Awesome in general, and the Nerdfighter art perk especially. Creators around the world who generously share their beautiful art, participants who donate to purchase it, and of course the warehouse staff and the P4A team who make the whole thing possible. I'm so happy to have this opportunity to give back to the community that gave me hope and joy over all those years. And hey, whichever one of you gets my knit beanie Samferbs, I hope you give him a good home. This essay is written by Clarissa, or Clam, and discusses the importance of online friendships and how deeply they can grow. I was a senior in high school when I watched my first ever Project for Awesome stream. I, among everyone else around the planet, was living amidst a global pandemic. My skin hasn't felt the sunlight in about three weeks, all of my classes were through web conferences, and I felt the most isolated I have ever been, both physically and emotionally. I've watched Hank and John Green since I was in the fourth grade, way before they were both viral TikTok sensations, but I only started to call myself a true fan in the summer before the 11th grade. I used their bi-weekly videos, as well as their old ones, as a way to cope with the stresses that come with your junior year and your first ever heartbreak. Flash forward to the 2021 Project for Awesome, where I made my first ever online friends. 
I've always made it a habit to be careful about talking to strangers on the internet. As someone who's been active in social media since the right age of 11, I was always very cautious of how I presented myself. I had about 20 different names that I would use, and according to my 7th grade Tumblr, I lived in New York. I've never even been to the East Coast. Regardless, so-called internet friends seemed temporary and oftentimes illegitimate to me. However, as I watched thousands of people virtually gather in this 48-hour stream during one of the most challenging points in my life, I couldn't help but feel, just for a second, like I was a part of something permanent. Of course, nothing lasts forever, but I felt pretty damn close. This was an event that not only benefited a really good cause, but allowed for people to celebrate together, to root for something together. I watched a live stream alone in my bedroom, except that I didn't. I joined a Discord server that contained some of my future best friends, I tweeted during my favorite parts, and my feed was full of the same excitement that I felt. Here I was, socially distant from the rest of the world, but I never felt less alone. This year, the week before the event starts, we have all changed our avatars or our usernames in honor of the next 48 hours. We talk about which perks we want to buy or how we must get the digital bundle again. We make art, we make memes, but most importantly, we do it together. This community, and this event in particular, is the reason I have friends in Colorado or Ohio or even England. I am now a college freshman, and I learned about primary and secondary relationships in my Sociology 101 class. Primary relationships are those that are close and long-lasting, while secondary relationships are characterized as brief and impersonal. We had a discussion as to whether you can have a true intimate primary friendship with someone you have never met in real life before. When this question was brought up, I could not help but think of the times I have called Kimmy in a puddle of tears, or the daily videos I sent to Louie about every excruciating detail of my day, or learning how the post office operates, because I have had 28 handwritten letters I needed to mail my nerdfighter friends in order for them to receive it on yesterday. Even if I've only known these people for around a year, they've had so much impact on my life. This was the part where I raised my hand to say that, yes, it is indeed possible to be friends with someone you've yet to meet in person. The Project for Awesome has had a tremendous impact on thousands, if not millions of lives, including mine. It is a time where we can not only celebrate a good cause, but do so together. I give the Project for Awesome and Internet Friends five stars. At time of writing, this year's P4A has raised $116,000 through individual donations. And with the help of the matching fund, that has been elevated up and over $500,000. As a reminder, if you'd like to get involved, you can head over to projectforawesome.com to vote on how the money raised in the second half of the event will be spent, or you can contribute to the pool by heading to the official Tiltify page, which I'm sure will be linked in the show notes, or by donating directly at fightworldsuck.org. That's fightworldsuck.org. Thank you so much to everyone who has been a part of this project thus far and everyone who will be in the project in the future. We have created an amazing community around creating reviews of facets of the human-centered life. This podcast was inspired by John Green's The Anthropocene Reviewed. And if you're interested in donating to the Project for Awesome, you can look at our show notes for a link to donate. Thank you so much to everyone at Project for Awesome for the work that they've done behind the scenes to creating perks or hosting the show. 
You are doing amazing work that this world needs. This episode is dedicated to Paul Farmer, who passed away recently and was an important part of not only the Project for Awesome, but also making a difference in the world through Partners in Health. In memory of him, let's make this the best Project for Awesome ever. And as they say in my hometown, don't forget to be awesome. <laughs>